Welcome back, folks, to episode 58 of the Running Man Self-Regulation Skills and Self-Improvement Project podcast with me, your host, Dr. Armando Dominguez, PhD in health psychology, licensed professional counselor, and an adjunct professor at a local community college. And what we're going to be discussing today is going to be an aspect of self-regulatory skill that is going to be regulation of communication, my verbiage going out to interact with people, whether it be socially to increase influence or to deliver my message that may be really important, and also how important it is to be able to know when is appropriate to deliver a message, what is appropriate, also understanding that timing is a very powerful tool, so timing is everything. Knowing that timing plays a big part in how well our message is received goes a long way in creating long-lasting influence, but also given one's sense of self-control, a boost because you're actually learning to manage what comes out of your mind into your mouth before it is spoken. And often this looks like filtering, filtration, and it's not a negative thing, but rather a control of impulsive speaking. Sometimes saying things whenever our hyper arousal or arousal goes up because physically environment may be unsafe and maybe feels that way, or it could be safe, but yet we may have a high level of anxiety and could misinterpret it that way. And that can impact our communication because not only is our state affected, but also whatever it is that we're saying is affected and we may not be able to deliver a message in what we would call the most optimal fashion. So what we're going to do is going to be present a few tools that are really helpful. I'm not showing them in a manner that is hierarchical, that is ABC, first, second, third, that has to be done this way. But these are tools that, in using them, will help eliminate some of the level of stress you may experience going into a communication, especially if it's particularly important or has a lot of weight on it, for whatever reason. But also knowing that self-regulation of our body, our heart rate, and our breathing is very important. Up until now, this podcast has touched upon the physiological self-control aspect of things because it does impact our thinking. It does impact how we believe and what we start to believe and how suggestible we are and how quick we may be, depending on how the level of stress may be in us within ourselves, that we, we may be more apt to jump to conclusions and take the beginning of what's being told to us and maybe the middle or end parts and put it together in a way that comes out really wrong inaccurate and then we start getting upset because the parts that we hear make us uncomfortable not assuming that we've left out the largest parts of the bridging information that makes the message that we've interpreted not so scary so the first thing i'm going to do is touch upon a principle and this is something that uh, whenever i was in the military many years ago that we used the term as go no go and this is something that just recently has become Uh, used again in the popular sense in teaching skills. But if something is considered a go, that means all systems are up, they're going the right direction. You have all elements necessary to move forward and to execute or to do whatever it is that you're wanting to do. And if anything is missing within that or something is lacking, then it is considered a no-go. It's a very simple thing, simple idea. It's either on or off, completely black and white and and completely binary in that sense, and that you only have one or two to pick from. It's either go, no-go. Yes, no. Do, don't do. And there are some decisions that we can make that are very simplistic in that sense um, as far as the execution of. But 
what's really helpful with this is realizing that if we don't have elements in place, that also kind of hyperemphasizes the fact that we do have a sense of control of whether or not we do or do not or enter or don't enter into something in a communication, whether it be a relationship, or it's maybe a decision that could have something to do with finances or business, or a decision that may or may not have something to do with your sense of safety or well-being. So things can be pared down in that sense, but whenever there aren't any elements missing, it's much easier to go and say yes to this or choose this more effectively because you have the background information, maybe the faith, and knowing, belief in knowing more correctly, that you have all elements that necessary to optimize the experience of saying yes, go. So when we don't have those things, this is when we go to the no-go option. We could be clear, we could be close, and we may see that we have about 95% of what we need, but it's not 100%, but yet we may choose to go anyway then we start increasing our chances of failure. And it kind of resembles a little bit of uh, the Pareto principle, the 80-20 principle, that the 20% of the work that you you do will result in 80% of the effects or the outcomes. And whenever we have certain things that are contingent upon having certain elements in place to make things work, such as you may need a tire on your car because if you have one missing, and you only have three, it's probably not going to roll. And in that sense, yes, you can drag your vehicle along, but it's probably going to be 80% ineffective and that you'll be dragging that side without the tire along. So in a practical sense, certain things may weigh uh, a little heavier, but yet if there are certain things missing, and you have all the little details, but you have one this key element missing, you can't go forward because everything else doesn't work. And this is where the go-no-go becomes much more effective in that we can eliminate the chance of making really serious mistakes. And this is where I'm going to incite a principle. This is a principle that I've uh, taught to many people that I've taught martial arts with. And also, whenever we're considering a low percentage or high percentage uh, task failure, what we have to ask is, okay, how many of these little mistakes can I afford and be able to keep going? Whenever you can't have perfect and you have only moderate control over all elements toward success, how much can I move forward with? And some would call this taking damage or maybe uh, taking losses. And that may or may not be the case, but we're not discussing finances here. But interpersonally in self-regulation, how many things can I deal with or manage that won't elevate my stress, for instance, to a level where I become ineffective, where I become unable to make a decision? So in application, what are the 20% things that I must have that if I don't have those elements, regardless of the other 10 things I may have, how much of that is absolutely critical and crucial that if I don't have that, I can't even make that decision because it's bound to fail. So we have a predictive nature there that exists within that decision-making process that supports the go and no-go, which also speaks and presupposes that there's preparation before. Preparation can make the biggest difference in succeeding or not succeeding at a personal task or even a professional task for that matter or business or whatever it is that we may be applying. So it's a very generally usable idea and principle to guide. Once we teach people the fundament of whatever it is that may be skills required, such as playing football, uh, baseball, basketball, there are certain fundamental skills that must be there 
before you can actually start playing, much less succeeding or doing them well. You need to have those things in order to be able to at least move the ball somehow against an opponent. So important stuff, fundamental things. Now, the next principle that I'd like to talk about is timing is everything. Now, you can have some very uh, useful information, but yet, if it's not the right time for it, chances are it may not be useful. You may not be able to optimize the value of that. So knowing when, just as much as how, um, that kind of couples into a very powerful uh concoction in the sense that whenever you decide to use something information-wise or share something, it must be done at the right place at the right time with the right people involved if it is a personal, interpersonal thing uh, in the social scheme or interacting with others. But what about self-regulation? What is a very powerful thing we must have? Well, we must have a sense of safety or a sense of safety must be accounted for. If my assumption of safety is not met, I'm probably not going to communicate very well because I'm at a lower level of, of experience at that moment, wherever I'm trying to make sure that my physical body is safe first and that I'm not going to be compromising in the space that I'm occupying right now. And that could be in a relationship. It can be in a home. It could be out in the desert, out in the woods when you're by yourself and it's you against the woods, this sort of thing. Or it can be in a business dealing wherever you may not know enough information and maybe you aren't prepared. Maybe you're not equipped to do what it is that you're trying to enter into once you start getting the details and you're able to make that decision. So there's some things to be considered, but timing is everything. If you don't have your things gathered, maybe it's not the time. Maybe if you have the information, but things haven't unfolded in a way where it can become useful or knowing what you know won't help at all, that means you can't optimize on that info, then maybe it's not the time. Uh, appropriate person to share it with if there are persons to share with, uh, as in the business dealing or talking to family, of course, you need to let the right people know. And just spewing it everywhere, for instance, like gossip would go in all directions, and then it might arrive at the person that needed to know this, but yet it comes from a source that is, well, unreliable, or comes out in a way that may be less than flattering, well, that could actually uh, cut down whatever effectiveness you may have been able to garner otherwise by communicating at the right time to the right person versus doing a broad brush broadcast. So those are some important things right there having to do with just individual communication and we have to realize that even in business, even whenever we're doing professional dealings, even when we're talking to people out and about just doing our day-to-day -day grocery shopping, that our communication is contingent upon knowing not only what to say, but when to say it, but more appropriately within the what to say in quotes, we're going to talk about what is appropriate, what is inappropriate. And in our day and age now that we're seeing with social media being such a replete phenomenon throughout everybody's life now, in the sense that it literally permeates darn near every bit of our existence, that we have influence occurring there and people more apt to be sensitive about certain things, certain topics, yes. But we're also putting out a lot of information that is very, I would say, harsh or maybe even sensitizing that it could be potentially offensive to someone or something or groups of people. And we've gotten so comfortable behind our social media devices in which we 
interface interact that uh, we know that we're at a distance from those that would be our opposers, that otherwise in public, you probably wouldn't say that because you might get punched in the mouth. And I'm not saying that that's the end all be all. What I'm saying is that often we may even say things that are rude, offensive, and grossly so, that uh, we don't care who we're offending and take no uh, account of what it is that we're doing in the sense that there's nobody there to hold us accountable because we're beyond arm's reach and we're okay with saying things that are ugly. Now, when it comes to speaking in public, this has actually kind of shaped some of that impulsive quality of communication such that people start speaking to each other and have spoken to each other, something I've noted more of, in a way that's not only impulsive but unfiltered. Unfiltered to the degree that it disrespects the person that they're speaking in front of and that they may even speak in ways that are not only rude and impulsive but also uh, offensive to people around them without a care saying things along the lines of, I don't care. That's their business. Almost as if the people around them don't matter. And that's not a very altruistic way of looking at things. And it sounds not only impulsive, but it's also very selfish and also very self-oriented, very egotistical. But also seems a little bit adroit above it all in the sense that there is impunity uh, there is no punishment for what they say or do. And if you say things like that around the wrong person, that maybe they are sensitive, they are impulsive, or they have a history of violence, you may actually incite somebody by your words or by your actions or inactivity, for that matter, that someone may be apt to strike out. Not everyone has the same level of self-control that you may have. And if the consequences of speaking are done in a way that you disrespect the group or the people around you. There are some people out there that are willing to physically disrespect you as a result of mere words. And you can say, yes, they're mere words. They shouldn't have done that or can't do that. Well, yeah, they can just as easily as you can speak. So what I'm trying to encourage here is the development of knowing what to say. And that is not being untrue to yourself. That is actually being very kind to yourself, especially in an environment that can be very suddenly violent and unkind to you. And life is a treasure. It's precious. And protect yours by not putting it on the line around people that you have no idea as to what they're capable of doing. So being kind, being respectful, yes. Knowing when to say something, absolutely. Knowing what is socially appropriate or inappropriate, of course. And most folks, and this isn't a young generation, older generation thing. There's a lot of folks that are older than me that have no sense or filter either. And I know this. So it's not a young generation. They didn't learn this. It's just that the influence of social media has made it much too easy to speak roughly about things and in a way that is offensive with a sense of impunity that, oh, you can't reach me and I can say what I want. Well, yeah, you can say what you want. And in a sense, uh, you're also unable to pick your consequences, even though you can choose your actions. We can't pick our consequences. You may have picked something that brings you consequences that you may not like or want, but just know that we're responsible and accountable for what we put into motion, even by our words, by our behaviors, of course. And we have to be willing to be accountable for what it is that we create. And we may say, I didn't want that. I didn't want that. And, you know, that's okay. Nothing wrong with not liking being smacked. I don't. But that's definitely something that we have to learn how to regulate 
or a behavior so as not to bring that about. We know how to quell. We know how to calm. We know how to respect. The goal is to be able to use those so that way we can have a greater degree of self-regulation. The mouth is one of the hardest things to control. And speaking this is so difficult sometimes because it's such a zephyr, uh, liquid mercury type consideration when we look at the phenomenon of language and how it shapes uh, during the stress of an environmental interaction, good, bad, or indifferent. It's hard to control those things because often there is a very social uh, pecking order activity going on sometimes whenever there is a power play, subtle sometimes that it may be. But also, what are the stakes in an environment that are socially oriented, uh, people are, are involved in, and yet there is communication that seems sociable enough, but yet there's this undercurrent that we can't always read or may have a sense of. But just know that um, our language is a lever, it's a tool, but also it can be very dangerous thing that it can bring about the destruction of another. Sometimes we have to censor our words, but that is not allowing yourself to be treated in a way that's bad, but rather knowing that sometimes uh, the greatest part of courage is in discretion. Discretion, by knowing what to say, what not to say, and when not to say or do certain things. Discretion is one of those things that will bring us strength and allow us to pick when it is that we should be brave and courageous and know that sometimes not every fight is ours. And just because someone is speaking words doesn't mean that they won't cross over into a more violent and physical altercation as a result of those words. For some people, words are enough. Just as long as they hear something that makes them uncomfortable, you have just given them permission to do what? Whatever it is that they feel that they need to do because they feel bad. And even though you're not responsible for their emotions, you may have said something that brought those emotions up. And now you're playing by their game. That is a very psychopathic, sociopathic way of doing things. Sometimes you're playing by rules in a game you didn't know you were playing. And whatever that is brought upon you, it's very terrifying sometimes. It's very disconcerting. It seems really unfair, and it really is. But that's what predators do. They hunt. And sometimes they wait for people to take the bait. Sometimes they put bait out there so that way they know somebody's going to be fool enough to play. Be wise and pay attention. The tools that I taught earlier um, in the podcast having to do with being able to see through the veneer of social interaction ties very deeply into this and also having a discriminating eye, discriminating ear, and knowing when to trust your gut because these things will generally keep you out of trouble and away from situations that could quickly develop into things that could be very dangerous to you, but also it can put you in a sense of I can deal with this more effectively, even whenever it may not be comfortable, because you have the edge of being able to read things and maybe be able to leave a situation when it starts to move in a direction that doesn't feel good before it unravels into a terrible mess. So it gives you timing. Sometimes the best timing you have is by giving your opponent 60 seconds dead run, meaning you run one direction, but they don't know you're running. Essentially, you've just gotten out of there. Before it turns into a predatory situation, you don't want it to do that. Now, I know this seems a little dark, but communication is one of the most important uh, tools that we have. But the verbal part of our communication, the self-regulatory skill applied to the verbiage is the hardest one because words seem so insubstantial. Some people think 
that words are cheap and as often as you speak them doesn't matter it doesn't cost me nothing i can make them and throw them out there and it doesn't matter at all it's just up to me well yes and no there's a, a hard edge on either side of that and that sword serves two masters it cuts one way and the other the idea is to put it back in a sheath and not allow it to cut unless absolutely necessary so the most supportive thing i can say today is that timing is everything controlling of the tongue is difficult but these are tools that in the self-regulatory skills that we were teaching earlier it's not just the body that we're controlling but also the intention the mind and the words we speak and catching them before they go out too early and we do have a way to do that part of it is weighing things out before we speak and not getting emotionally involved to the degree that we lose our ability to tell the difference between just mere communication and offending somebody or a group of somebodies, but also understand that we have a choice. We want to keep that choice ours, but whenever we get hyper aroused, our ability to filter what we speak and control what we say more effectively goes down. We become much more basic, much more simple, but also much more suggestible and vulnerable to the social milieu. So, with that, I'm going to go ahead and close, and I will tell you thank you for spending this few minutes with me visiting, and I'm hoping that I hear some feedback from somebody here soon. And uh, if you have any feedback for me, just send it to the Gmail at runningmangetskillsproject at Gmail. I'd love to hear from you. And also on top of that, I just want to tell you thank you again for sticking with me and listening to this podcast. And if you know anybody that could benefit from it, please share it with them. Uh, we're also on YouTube and all other platforms where you get your podcast. Please continue to listen. Certainly enjoy having you. Sending out the love in all directions. You take care of yourself. Walk well.